Hey guys, welcome to the Kayfabe Report Podcast. This is Cody. Uh, this week we're going to be talking about how someone would be stupid enough to try to break into Sonya Deville's home. Uh, why Chris Jericho did a 2,000 person concert. Um, what else? It was confirmed that WWE will be going to a new location for the next couple months at least. And we will be previewing SummerSlam. All that and more this week on the Kayfabe Report Podcast. Thank you for listening to the Three Count Wrestling Podcast, a podcast made by fans for fans. Join me, the Professor Cody Wilson, and stunning Steve Krosniak for news, general topic discussions, predictions, and reviews here on the Light Blue Podcast Network. And now, here's me. Thanks, me, for that awesome intro. Steve, how you doing this week, buddy? Yeah, I can't complain much. It does no good. <laughs> so, a uh, little surprise for you. We got three new guests on the show today. Uh, we have Andrew with us. Hello. Uh, we have, uh, what was the other guy's name? Scott with us. Hi. And we have Sleazy. He is also a wrestling podcaster. Uh, tell us a little about yourself there, Sleazy. Hi, everyone. Uh, my name is Sleazy. I'm one half of the wrestling show with, the, with Sleazy and the Fat Man. Uh, we've been doing podcasting for about eight years now. Um, I'm also a worker mainly in Excite Wrestling. Uh, we are actually running the only show in New York State on August 22nd. Oh, so you guys will be working the same night as Taylor. Yeah. Well, I hope I, there, I hope some business actually comes your way on that one. Oh, we sold out. Oh, did you really? Yeah, we've completely That's sold out. Here. Like I said, this was the only show that was sanctioned in New York State. Uh, we are doing it outside in the Johnson City Oakdale Mall. Um, and okay. it's basically drive-in style. It's going to be pretty cool. Nice. Well, it sounds like a lot of fun. So, like I said at the top of the podcast, guys, we're going to be talking about a few different things that's gone on and a few different things that have gone on in WWE. And then we'll talk about the SummerSlam pay-per-view itself and where all, everything on that stands. But first, let's talk about Chris Jericho and why people hate him. <laughs> Do we have enough time for that? <laughs> I don't well, know. Wow. <laughs> we start with burying of Jericho on this? Well, okay. He went to Sturgis's bike rally in South Dakota or North Dakota, whichever freaking Dakota it was or whatever. Caroline. I don't remember. It's either South or North or towards the West. But it's one it's of the Dakotas. Huge, yeah, it's a huge bike rally. And it was over 200,000 people, which was half capacity, apparently. Yeah. No, yeah, that's true. Which makes no sense whatsoever. And there's a video of Jericho, no mask, his band, no mask, and COVID is going on while this is all happening, and you have a bunch of drunk bikers listening to Fozzie. I mean... My question would be, how far away was the biker from the stage? Well, your normal your normal concert venue would have like ten or twelve feet from the front of the stage. 
I mean, I, I have a problem with the fact that you're a lot of people have been bashing Jericho for this. And honestly, if they're going to run the show, no matter what, what's he going to do? I mean, it's a, it's a gig for him. Um, especially considering he basically lost his entire tour and to touch on the, the mask thing. Okay. Yeah. Have you tried to sing through a mask? Have oh, you tried to work outdoors at 30 above in a mask? <laughs> Fair. Well, I understand that, but it, it, it's the whole point of he's and I'm I'm for one of not giving a shit about the whole COVID thing, but it, it's just the whole why people hate him is why I'm bringing it up. It's like, well, he was at Sturgis with over two hundred thousand people. How can you be at a place with over two hundred thousand people and not expect something to happen? And here's the crazy thing: I'm looking at. Uh, Fozzie's website, they have a bunch of dates scheduled from October to at least November. Oh my god. That's that's true because he was planning on taking time off. That's part of the reason why he dropped the title uh, a few months ago, is because they knew he was going on tour. Um, But I, I have a problem with them bashing Fozzie for taking this gig and not Smash Mouth? Trapped? Molly Hatchet? I mean, Night Ranger was fucking there. And those guys are so fucking old, they'll fall over if they get breathed on without COVID. Okay, but that, <laughs> here's the problem with that, though. You, you just mentioned people that were, like, relevant in the fucking 90s. That was about it. Hey, 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 hey. There was a lingerie fight. <laughs> okay. I don't even want to hear it. 38 special. Boy TV in the Dakotas. <laughs> Most thing ever. What the actual hell? I just have no response. What, you don't like guys like Drowning Pool and Saliva? Saliva. What? Okay, wait a minute. What? Spreading COVID. Who the hell cares? About those bands, Fozzie was the only reason why Fozzie got hit is because it's Jericho is on also television, and people are like, "Well, that guy shouldn't be on TV because this is a live event. He should have stayed home for two weeks because he was in a different state and everything." Well, okay, who, maybe change masses, right? What was that? Who who else would go out and entertain the masses, but? A guy like Jericho, who's, you know, he's in five different bands now, apparently, and everything else. Five different bands. I was going to say, maybe Tony Khan gave him the ultimate punishment by making him purposely lose to Orange Cassidy. Twice? <laughs> yeah. No, that's, that's Jericho being, you know, I'm going to put this guy over. Okay. He put well, like that man wasn't over. He put his hands <laughs> in his pockets. What? I'm sorry. I don't get the whole Orange Cassidy thing. I've never gotten it. It makes no sense to me. He's he's supposed to be like this live meme of Shaggy when he's like only using like one percent of his power type bullshit. I'm just like, whatever. I I can explain it actually, and with all you know, full disclosure, I've worked with Cassidy multiple times, so this is literally from his mouth. Is that 
his entire act's supposed to be a heel act. It's the man who doesn't give a shit. I was about to say- I should have I should have asked before I started on this. I'm allowed to swear, right? Yeah. But Steve, what were you gonna say? I, have a I was about to say he seems like if not giving a fuck was an actual person. Tony Khan really wanted to punish him, send him back to Canada. <laughs> He's from New York. I was going to say. <laughs> yep, Manhasset, Long Island. Yeah, well, he grew up in Winnipeg. What what more punishment can he do besides being kicked out of the state school to Canada? I mean, I don't know, buy a property in Saskatchewan like Brock Lesnar and purposely live or, there? Or, you know, three hours away from me and Kananaskis country south of uh, Calgary? South <laughs> of Calgary? Damn. I can literally... But here's my thing about the... Uh, you guys remember the Orange Cassidy versus Pac match, right? That was an okay yeah. match. don't understand Orange Cassidy's gimmick after that match in its current iteration. It's not that I don't understand the gimmick. It, it, it's that I don't, don't understand... appreciate it. It's not that I don't appreciate it. it. Okay, I get it's a comedy act, but I don't understand why it's over. I don't understand why it's a thing. It, it's different. That's the, the short answer is it's different. Yeah, yeah but it, it's okay. There's different, and then there's like doing something completely out of the box that some fans don't get, and some fans like are. With it because it's different. I mean, Joey Ryan did the same thing. He made hundreds of thousands of dollars. And what? Doing a lot of people didn't get that. And then getting sexual harassed lawsuits on him to get dick flipped? That's my point, though. I mean, the, the point was that he was different. Yeah, okay, I can see the different thing, but it's like, and that's another su- that was a whole nother subject a while ago. It was like, okay, all these sexual harassments are now coming up, but the Joey Ryan one was like, really? Of all the people that did that, really? Um, you agreed to do it. <laughs> I, I can't, I can't talk much about the actual allegations other than what he said publicly. Um, but one of the people that lodged allegations against him was a friend of mine. So, oh, really? Oh. Yeah. So, I'm, I don't want... I, I re, if you guys want to hear all, all that stuff, that's... We did an episode on that a couple weeks ago. Well, more like a month ago now. Yeah. Uh, but it was a very tight walk we did on that. Because at the end of the day... Nobody actually got sued in that respect. Um, right. So it was a lot of very much he said, she said. Sometimes you got to believe what you got to believe to get through that. And honestly, I'm, I, I still don't know. I'll just put it that way. His uh, response was pretty damning, though. Oh, probably, because Joey Ryan's one of those people that just doesn't give a fuck. 
No, 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 no. Just the opposite. He spent an hour literally going text by text, giving every single receipt of every single potential allegation of everything he did. Oh, wow. Jesus. Yeah. Um, it's, on, it's, it's on YouTube. He had it uh, on his Facebook. Um, yeah, it's, it's an interesting... Take an hour out of your life. Watch it if you feel like that. Um, if you have any chance of seeing both sides of it, it's a good watch. Um, well, on to a different subject now. Uh, we're going to talk about someone tried to be dumb enough to break into Sonya Deville's home. Why? Why Why would anybody, A, try to break into a wrestler's home, B, let alone an MMA fighter's home, and C, someone who could literally kick your dick in? <laughs> Something tells me it was a drunken dare. No. It, no, it wasn't. No, they're not premeditated. Oh, so, oh, I didn't know that part yet. So here is, here's the uh, uh, legitimate police blotter report. Uh, Thomas... His his name was what is it? He's twenty four year old Philip Thomas. He uh, parked his car around midnight at the Idlewind Church off Dale Marbury Highway in Van Dyke Road in Lutz, Florida, and walked to a home within the promenade at Lake Park Subdivision along Pine Hammock Boulevard. So he cut a hole into the patio screen and remained on the patio three to four hours while watching and listening through the windows at 2.43 a.m. after the homeowner had gone to bed, entered the home through a sliding glass door, activating an alarm. So, way to go to freaking... No, no to all you idiots out there. If you're going to do it, do it right. Escape out the houses. Don't don't just go in there not thinking there's not an alarm. Right. You dumbass. Well, this guy is a dumbass on a whole nother level. She's the first openly gay female wrestler. Correct. And she's in a hair match against her former on-screen best friend. Yeah, but even even so there, if he was and and supposedly he was stalking her for years on social media and shit. Yes, yes, he uh, was. Wouldn't you have, wouldn't you have gotten the hint that you know she was into, you know, not dicks. Of more than one variety. <laughs> you want the sweet and sour, dude. So there you go. What the fuck? So the homeowner looked out the window and he and they spotted Thomas on the property and he fled with a guest in a car and the homeowner called 911. So the homeowner left with a friend in the car. Thomas was still in the house when the cops arrived. Mm-hmm. He was carrying a knife, a plastic zip ties, duct tape, mace, and other items and told deputies he was planning to take the homeowner hostage. The homeowner being Daria. Yeah. Thomas listed on a jail booking sheet as... And this is is how you know you have, like, no life when you're trying to stalk a wrestler. He's an Applebee's crew member. So, like, oh, waiters, cook, you know, low-level, bottom-of-the-food-chain type shit. And he was charged with 
one, two, three, four things, which is uh, aggravated stalking, armed burglary of a dwelling, attempted armed kidnapping, and criminal mischief. (laughs) This is like an old-fashioned episode of Dumb People Town. Or Jackass. Actually, I I think I'm going to send that into Dumb People Town. If you guys don't listen to Dumb People Town, uh, it's a Sklar Brothers comedy podcast where they uh, talk about stupid crimes. It's really good, you guys. Um, and he I was think he explains that to his boss next shift. <laughs> hey, boss. Um, yeah, I'm in the county jail. What do you mean you're in the county jail? Um, I got charged with aggressive stalking. Wait, I got a better what? one. I'm John of Knoxville. Today we're going to break into a professional wrestler's house. <laughs> wow. Good lord. That that's just as bad as like a Steve Irwin joke when he's like he's like playing with a snake and he's just like, <laughs> This is the most dangerous snake on the planet. One bite from him and I'll die instantaneously. Then he looks that right sounds at the camera. Like Brennan Stimpy. He looks right at the camera and doesn't even blink or miss a beat. He goes, I'm going to play with its balls. It's like, okay, good for you. You're going to go die. (laughs) (laughs) What the fuck? It is just, it is amazing how stupid people are. I don't understand it. I, I, I will throw this out there. Um, so, around the corner from where this happened mm-hmm. is also another wrestler. Worked for well, WWE. This is, only, this is in Florida. So, like. Yeah, it's in 90%, Tampa Bay. Yeah, 90% of the fucking roster lives in Florida. This person doesn't work for WWE. Who is it? Well, not anymore, he's on Brody Lee. Oh, he he still lives in Florida? I would have thought he lives he would have moved after that. He, he wasn't planning after on everything happened coming back up. Here a lot, but So after that we're gonna talk about how they're actually gonna have a new location for SummerSlam. It will not be at the Performance Center. Yay. It's still going to be no audience. No! <laughs> That's what's so, the Amway Center, right? Yeah, they're having it at the Amway Center in Orlando, Florida. Because I guess that venue has been shut down until at least 2021. So the WWE's using it as a... They're leasing it as a venue... And they are considering doing what MLB, basketball, possibly what football might be doing, is doing the interactive experience with all the LED boards in the seats or whatever. Oh, God. Honestly, it seems like a lot of money wasted. It's going to be be over 2,500 square feet. live programming. All right. 
there's been a lot of money wasted on this just just in politics alone. Well, I, um, well it it helps when Linda McMahon is part of Trump's cabinet, and then they just make a super pack for Florida to say, "Oh, wrestling's essential." Okay, whatever. But it is, isn't it? Okay, if basketball's done, baseball's done, football's done, soccer's done, cricket's done, bowling's done, golf's done, like shit that doesn't even require physical contact with one another is done, but oh, Vince McMahon's friends with Trump and his wife is in the cabinet, oh, and the governor of Florida also likes wrestling, so there's a super PAC for you worth $250 million, so keep wrestling essential. Okay. But at least we had oh, WrestleMania. Yeah. WrestleMania. So thumbs up Two to nights. that. Nobody wanted that. And it was no audience. Oh. Under normal circumstances, I would have never wanted a two-night WrestleMania. I don't want an eight-hour WrestleMania either. I would like a normal four-hour, three- to four-hour WrestleMania and go to bed by 11. Not, hey, let's have everybody take their matches either too short or too long because everybody's an asshole and then have the show go on till three in the fucking morning. Well, you know, for 2021, they're going to call WrestleMania Take Two, right? (laughs) No WrestleMania Hollywood. Great. Actually, very much hoping for wrestling to come back in a full-on capacity before LA's, you know, ready to go. That's uh, happening. That's it's, happening. The, the chances of that are so low, it's not even funny. But here's the other reality of this, is that we're going to try the two-night thing no matter what, I think. Because they just saw New Japan do it. Well, in the, in, in, the, right. uh, in the shareholders' call, the first quarter shareholders' call, they saw tremendous feedback from the two-night special. It was the the two night special alone combined total viewers was like over almost almost a billion views compared like on across all social platforms Facebook YouTube the network everything so they looked at that and they said okay we might keep it yeah but here's the thing with that that those are very highly trumped up numbers for one because. It doesn't take shit to get 100 million views on YouTube. Um, well, it was same almost with Facebook. a billion. It was almost a right. billion views. Uh, well, that's my, everything. my point. That's one of my points. Point number two, this was the first major live event after the pandemic started. Uh, so You can't necessarily – the only thing that was live, I believe, was Goldberg Strowman. Well, they okay. couldn't tape that ahead of time. Everything else was taped ahead of time. That's fair, but I'm in terms of first run program is what I'm trying to say. Nobody else was putting anything yeah. out. There was no sports. Everything was shutting down. WWE has always had this history of the, we are the um, light and the shine of darkness. We are the first person to hold a mass gathering after 9-11. Um, Owen Hart's dead. You're live in 10, 9, 8, 7, 6. 
the show goes on no matter what. Yeah, that is Vince McMahon's philosophy, and it always will be. And he takes advantages of, of, of situations like this. And to be fair, he won in that respect. He had a huge show ready to go. He had a lot of extra money to put into alternate ways of presenting wrestling in a circumstance where you couldn't really have fans. So, okay, let me let me put it to you this way. If, if Vince McMahon, if, if you think Vince McMahon won, and the only reason I'm, I'm, I'm asking this, so me and Steve have gone over a couple of times the ratings of Raw and everything, how they've been going down. Why is shows like 90 Day Fiance, The Bachelor, fucking things like that, getting more attention and more views than a the only live sports show that was going on from March till the end of July. Maybe there's more human emotion. Are you guys married? Are you married? I no. am. I am, yeah. Does your wife watch 90 Day Fiance? Yeah, but she also watches wrestling. And if, if, if so does mine. If I'm the one watching wrestling, she watches hers after wrestling is over. That's not the case here. I'm telling you that right now. And she <laughs> yeah. loves wrestling too. Right. And the, the other thing was is that Raw came in like like for weeks, was like number 26, number 28 across top 50 cable shows just for viewers. How are they doing against other sports? Well, I don't know. When you go un- unopposed, it's kind of easy. That's my point, though. When Taco Carlson's the king of TV, of uh, cable TV, then yeah, can't top him on Fox News. Yeah, he was. Getting, <laughs> no, he's he's right. He was getting three point yeah. eight million people. On because the people wanted to know more about the virus than professional wrestling. Yeah, there twenty out of twenty six shows before Raw were news Fox orient like Fox News CNN oriented. Yep, and also remember Chris Cuomo. Andrew Cuomo's brother at the time had the virus, so people wanted to watch the primetime show on CNN at 9 o'clock Eastern. I'm not touching that one at all with a fucking 50 foot pole. That motherfucker can go rotten hell for all I care. Well, that's what happened. When you have a big news story, people aren't interested. And on the flip side, on the other side of the border here, it ran unopposed too because everything was shut down like this had. But now that hockey's back, it's just getting decimated up here because there's four games a night. Oh, they gotta keep up. They gotta redo the playoffs pretty much because the draft is affected by the playoffs. And well, not right. my team, the Islanders are up three nothing in the series against the Capitals. Yeah, I have no problem with that. But uh, but anyway, back to the actual like Amway Amway Center. Um, the LED boards are going to be twenty five. It's going to be twenty five hundred square foot of LED boards around the arena, and they're going to have an interactive experience. They they are locked down for two months, so they're locked down from now till October thirtieth worth of scheduling, and then it's all. It's all hell from here, because we don't know what's going to happen, uh, like audience-wise or anything. 
Well, if you want an idea of what that'll look like, that's what the NHL is doing, and it's stupid as hell. I actually like the NHL format much better than the NBA's because the NBA feels like you're watching a 2K game. What what about the MLB? What about baseball? Cardboard cutouts? Really? Uh, those are annoying. That's beyond annoying. <laughs> My question is, do they can uh, put in canned heat? Canned heat? Yeah. The canned crowdnesses and shit? Well, they oh, are yeah. okay. They are yeah. in the NHL. They are in the NHL. And I, I spoiler, I, I don't watch any sports outside of Like they're doing that in the NHL. They're doing the uh, the canned noise, whatever you want to call it, and they at least sync it up pretty good. But could you, when even in the what you got now in the performance center, you know they're booing and it's so quiet, or it's they're being told to cheer and that. What's to stop Vince from pushing a button in the truck saying, okay, we're going to cheer the wrong guy here? Yeah, that's that, and that's the problem with SmackDown and Raw right now. It is a bunch of canned audience reactions because there's no way it's that loud with only 25 performance center attendees. That's, that's right. no different than before the before it happened, to, to be fair. I mean, they, they've been they're doing that for literally decades. So. Well, on on SmackDown at least, Raw was usually the more live of the shows. They tried their hardest to do it live too, though. Right. Oh god. So with that, we're gonna go right into what's this week in WWE. Uh, I'll, the first thing I want to talk about, obviously, is going to be the Pat McAfee thing. I want him the freaking rotten hell. Every week until TakeOver, I'm going to be bitching about Pat McAfee because he is nothing but a cocksucker. Okay, so I'm, I'm completely lost on who Pat McAfee actually is. I saw the interview. Okay, whoop de doo who the fuck is he? Pat McAfee is a former Indianapolis Colts punter, a kicker. Oh, the guy that was cursed out by uh, Adam Cole, right? Yeah. yeah. That 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 guy. Ugh. That was an embarrassing video to watch. For who? Anyone? Everybody involved. Everyone. <laughs> including me. Like, okay. I tried looking it up. Pat Mac and I I I believe this is the total time he was on the field for like four years. He only had to be on the field maybe five to six hours total time. Yeah, that's all right. Yeah. For four years, an average punter's on the field, maybe 10 seconds. That's if he's able to get the tackle before the touchdown. Two-time Pro Bowler. Yeah, he's a two-time Pro Bowler. Well, he was he was named Punter of the Decade. You know what that means? You win the Special Olympics. Good for you. Who really cares then? Jesus Hey, Christ. man, don't get the Special Olympics a bad name. Well, <laughs> Pat McAfee's below them. <laughs> okay, fine. It's an honorable mention. Either way, <laughs> it it's it's the fact that they've now who out of the five of us who thinks Pat McAfee's who, who thinks Pat McAfee was going to be the baby face in that angle? Yeah, no, no, no. 
They did it in such a terrible way that it wasn't going to work no matter which way they did it. Right. And they now did it to a point where this is going to be the Undisputed Era's coming out as a babyface. The whole group. Which, honestly, I think is a dumb idea. Yeah. Well, they've done everything they can as heels, honestly. So it's In NXT, yes. Move them, the, move them into the main roster or keep them on NXT as a group and make them a babyface for two months. Two or three months. And then go back to heel. I can't see a Kyle O'Reilly, Bobby Fish tag team that's face. They've never been faced really in, you know, Ring of Honor or anything else. In Ring of Honor at towards the end of their tag team run. It's barely, barely. I mean, there's... And even then, it was kind of like... They were affable faces. Yeah. I mean, they're barely... They, they were doing the same gimmick stuff, but people were cheering for them just because they were cool. Right. And now the one the one thing I have going for Pat McAfee, as much as I hate him, he's actually taking it seriously. He's training. He wants to do this right. Good for him. My biggest complaint about it is is that they've now made him the top heel in NXT. I mean so with that, it's like, okay, you've now have it. They made his punt kick look more devastating than Orton. That's how you get a guy over, for one. But for two, to have somebody outside wrestling be able to promote wrestling, even if it's NXT, is always going to be a pro, especially in Vince's mind. Do I like it? No. Did I ever like it? No. It hasn't been the first time an NFL guy has come in and, oh, I don't know, maybe won a title. You know, not even this year. Anybody else having a flashback to Bam Bam versus, uh, what's his Fourth name? Taylor. Yeah. LT. Yeah, uh, I'm having a flashback to that all of a sudden. Yeah. Well, well what about Mongo and Kevin Green? Well, I'll do you one Mongo's a former U.S. champion in WCW. Green, did he even win a championship? No. God, go back to, what was it, WrestleMania 2 when they had that frickin' Battle Royal? Yeah, yeah, the Battle Royal with Fridge Perry, a couple of the NFL stars, and then uh, some of them were outside the ring being refs, whatever. It was, it's so... uh, Yes, but you have to look at it from a money side. I I get that from our side. It's stupid. It's ridiculous. It's exposing the business, so to speak. But from a money and draw perspective, sometimes that makes a little bit of sense, even if it throws away a little bit of realism. Because if you can pull people that aren't normally watching your product in there, that's more eyes on the product, more merch gets sold, more views, like you said before. What merch are they going to sell besides Undisputed Era shirts, which are already selling out of NXT? More. Just more. That's the thing. If you can even bump up merchandise sales by 5%, it's worth bringing Pat McAfee in. Eh. Especially, especially in a time where they're not running touring shows. They're barely making things work as they are under the current circumstances. Um, they had the biggest profit uh, in the last 
five years. Yeah, absolutely. And what would be better than more money? Well, for Vince, maybe getting more money while having an actual good product for people to watch. But why does he give a shit about that? Well, you want to get some more eyes on the product. He's always given a shit about it. He's always given a shit about it. He he just sometimes he thinks he has his thumb on the pulse when the pulse has been dead for ten years. This man in the last two years brought Ad Gable up to the main roster again and called him Shorty G. But but that that's my point is that it doesn't really matter at the end of the day as long as he's making money it he'll do whatever the fuck he does. That's part of the reason why people love uh, Triple H, especially in this this era of him running NXT and him and Sean are doing all these cool things down in NXT. and the whole Wednesday night skirmish or whatever the fuck you want to call it. it but, it's nothing. It's not even a war. It's just two promotions. It's a joke. Having the it's a night. fucking joke. But okay. the reality the reality is we're going to be sitting there trying to make as much money as possible while being able to create and curate new stars for the main roster. Because as soon as they hit the main roster, they get nerfed by Bruce Prichard. Until oh, then, wait, no, they're wait, still making money. On. Bruce, hold on. Bruce Pritchard hasn't been a giant problem until recently. Yes, he's Vince McMahon's fall guy. I will say that. I love Bruce Pritchard with his podcast and everything. I think he's a very entertaining person. He's also Vince McMahon's. He he's the only one I believe that can try to get Vince's vision across to other wrestlers besides Vince himself. Bruce has gone back with him nearly 30 years. So right, that's not really a surprise. Right, but at the same time, Bruce, when Bruce sees something and says it's shit, it, it, it was shit. He yeah. will admit when it's shit. He will also try to be like, hey, do you have an idea? Do you have an idea for what you want to do? Do you have a, a direction where you want this character to go? He will actually talk to the wrestlers themselves and be like, hey, Give me an idea. Like you either give me an idea to work with, or you're just going to get fed the shit that you have. If you don't like it, fix it. Well, here's the the other side of that was at least with Paul Heyman running Raw, he was trying to do it. Great, Paul Heyman is Paul Heyman, and will lie to your face to get what he wants. But at the very least. He will try and curate new stars because he knows that's what's good for that brand. That's what's good for the business. Right. That's why he made ECW so successful. That's and why everything he touches is great. And here's here's a very interesting thing from that uh, the last quarter's um, finance call. Somebody asked about why Paul Heyman was fired, and they go, or Vince went, "No reason. We loved his work. We just." Felt it needed to go into different direction. Stupid. It's, it's code for we don't want to. <laughs> well, it's no different than what they were doing with uh, Bischoff. Bischoff openly admits on on his podcast that he was basically an in between between uh, the 
the uh, agents and and Bruce. Bruce is basically running SmackDown. Yeah. Even before even before um, Eric left. And I'm sure that's what was starting to happen with Paul, and Paul didn't like that. Paul doesn't like when other people try and micromanage him. And I can sure as hell believe that well, he's are throwing shit. Well, the thing is, is that it, it was that. And then you hear stories between the Good Brothers and AJ Styles, and AJ Styles openly saying it on his Twitch account, by the way, which was fantastic to watch. You should really go try to find it on YouTube if you can. But... It was there was just a whole bunch of different stories that Paul Heyman is not the so-called genius that he once was. I and think that I could see that to a point because like everybody with everybody with age, I understand that Paul Heyman is is always has always been the revolutionary guy, but it, it's like sometimes even revolutionary stuff probably shouldn't happen at the time. You know, it, 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 are you guys are you guys Vince Russo fans? Oh God, no! What it is? No. Here's my question: if, if, Some of the best things that happened on Raw were because of Vince Russo. Also, some of the worst things that have some of the worst things that happened in WCW and WWE were also because of Russo. But the thing was that he was trying something different. And that's name what Paul one example then. Two there. What's that? Name one example. I can name three. There's a difference. Oh, okay. Wait. Name name three good examples of WWE, and you only have to say WCW. That's the only example you need for bad. Um, like late oh yeah, 99, I mean... 2000 era is bad Russo writing all across the board. Holy shit. Pushing Sables won. But WWE... Which destroyed... He had the... was a Vinceism. I'm not even going to try to defend that. That was a Vinceism. That wasn't a Russo thing. Granted, Russo and Vince both thought that she was God's green earth's angel. But Vince really wanted to push her. But you, you have to sit there and say, why was she the object? You know, the, the reason why the Monday Night Wars really started happening, this change into this gritty, truly what Raw became, was because of Russo. It's that crash TV kind of stuff. Because that's what they were really working towards. You know, guys like Val Venus. 1998 would have not happened if it wasn't for Vince Russo then. Really, yeah. Because and when I also, look at the whole, it's 1998 and 2011 are still the best years, in my opinion. Here's the other thing. He helped with the formation of Degeneration X. He was behind part of Taker versus Kane. He was helping with The Rock. You know, there. what do you want? I mean, Russo what, did do stuff. It's not. I'm not saying that he didn't do some horrendous shit. He was the one behind Raw for all, even though him and 
Bruce will always throw shit at each other over it. But that's not the point. The point is that he was behind some really big things. He admitted about Brawl for All that it was about JBL. He admitted to it. But the the point... Oh, it was the worst possible thing. Worst possible thing. Well, second... Well, third... We could probably. Well, I, would, I would put it in the top five with Raw Underground right now, but that's beside. That was something I wanted to bring up. Thank you for that segue. Uh, the whole Raw Underground thing. What do you? What are your guys' opinions on that? Real quick. Shane McMahon got drunk while watching Fight Club. <laughs> I'll agree with that. I mean, yeah. Raw Underground, uh, another way to distract them. Everybody who couldn't make the main roster is getting a second chance. <laughs> wow. Holy I mean, shit. they have to rehab Shayna Baszler after basically oh, the <laughs> shit that she, the, the shit that they put her through on the main roster, probably the biggest slap in the face that I've ever mm-hmm. seen in my life. And this is a man that literally has Oscar gear everywhere. Oh, Shane O'Mac? I, I don't know what to say other than that. Waiting for the 24-7 to be rebranded the Raw Underground Championship. <laughs> oh, God, don't do that. That's what I'm waiting for. Hey, Dad, you want to bring ratings up? Why don't we just do this, 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 and a utility trailer out back? And uh, we, it can be edgy like Paul was, and there we go. Once again, they can they can take the risk on something stupid like this because they have no competition. That's right. Well, well, here here's an interesting factoid: SmackDown was TV fourteen Friday. Mm-hmm. I noticed that. Now, why the sudden change to TV program that it's TV 14? Because I like to say bitch. (laughs) Well, okay, that makes sense. Because that was was a whole thing with Braun and Fiend, which we'll get into in a minute. But uh, what's everybody's opinion on the Oscar, Bailey, Sasha triangle? Oh... Okay, I, I, I like ask I like Aska for what they've somewhat done with her. Great performer, but they're dragging out the story with Sasha and Bailey getting to the big fight and breakup way too long. I don't know. Like my theory was, I thought that the fight between Bailey and Sasha was going to happen at SummerSlam. Apparently, we've been proven wrong. I went on my YouTube channel and I said. There's a right way to do this. I gave my own theory last month, but WWE doesn't listen to their fans. They don't care that we want to see another Bailey and Sasha Banks one-on-one match. So you know Did what? We really know, like obviously, but there's a right to... way to do it. It doesn't matter if there's a right way to do it. It's the fact that do we really want to see it? I think that takeover, that first takeover match, and the respect match, the 30-minute Iron Woman match. They should stay that way. Those two should never touch gloves again. 
period. I just want to point out that uh, Sasha Banks' current run will hit 27 days as of SummerSlam, which will tie her for the longest reign that she's had with the title. I don't know how bad of a fact that is. Who do you feel worse for out of those three with everything that's going on? Oscar. Yeah, I, Oscar I agree. Oscar. Has to be Oscar. They they always try to bury Oscar. Like she's this whole empty arena crap. She's been like the best thing. Spoiler: She's been the best thing since she came to WWE. Oh, even before coming to WWE. Remember, when she stuff. remember they made her a heel and then they turned her face again. Mm-hmm. My yeah. answer to you is this, 914 days. Yeah, but does anybody... Undefeated! 914 days, just so she could be dobbed out to Charlotte, in front of my very fucking eyes. We all remember that. We all remember... Oh, I was there in person. My two favorite people in the the history of uh, WWE are The Undertaker and Asuka. Whoa, 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 whoa. You were at that SmackDown in Buffalo that night? I was also at Great American Bash 2005. Whoa. Because I'm thinking, I remembered where that episode was at SmackDown when they, they, they gave Charlotte the belt. Yep. Oh. I was at. Well, the point I was trying to make beforehand is that both streaks ended in the same building. In Buffalo. No, 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 no. Both actual streaks. Asuka's undefeated streak at 9 or 14 days, she lost to Charlotte at WrestleMania 30. Or, excuse me, 34. And Taker lost his streak at WrestleMania 30. Oh, you mean New Orleans? Yes. Oh, everybody has to get botched in New Orleans, it seems. That was, it was heartbreaking. That should have been her coronation, and it wasn't. Okay, okay, I'm going to put a spin on that. I understand about the whole coronation thing, but let's put it this way. Charlotte, hands down, statistically, you know, performance-wise... Everything is probably, besides Trish Stratus, the greatest women's wrestler of all time. Not while Asuka's still working. Eh. I, Name I a person that's... Basically, I think Charlotte outperformed Asuka that night. I think she outperformed Absolutely not. Mm-mm. Asuka has won literally everything in WWE. She is the only Charlotte Flair has not even done that. Yeah, well, true. Charlotte Flair, the, the only thing Charlotte's missing is a tag title run and money in the bank. Hmm? Asuka got that done really quickly. Well, Asuka got it done, got a lot of it done in less than a few months. Right. She was, 
She was the tag champion, then lost it, won Money in the Bank, but Money in the Bank wasn't the contract. It was for the Raw Women's Championship, which was a very weird situation that happened that night. Yeah. And kept the streak going of third year in a row where the woman's money in the contract got cashed in in less than 24 hours of it being won. That's also true, yeah. That's a nice statistic. So, it it was... it's. It's been a shit show for Asuka, yes, I will say that. I, I agreed. But, like I said, statistically, performance-wise, everything with Rousey, Becky Lynch, Asuka, you know, she has been pulling her way. The, uh, the, last, part, the last match she had with uh, Rhea Ripley outperformed... I honestly believe she outperformed every one of those matches. I respect how wrong you are. (laughs) Here's the flip side of that, though, is she is Ric Flair's daughter. How much influence does that pull on anybody's thoughts in head office? A lot. Well, get, well, she's the only 11-time women's champion. Yeah, There's but if her name was anything up. else, if her name was anything else, would she have 11 title reigns? No. Actually, she's got 12. Technically, oh yeah, that's right, 12, technically, you're right. Because she was a Divas champion. Yeah, they technically count that for some stupid-ass reason. That should be in the history, that should be in the continued history of the WWE Women's Championship, but that's a whole nother topic. Um, yeah, so now let's let's head to SmackDown real quick before we go into SummerSlam and get the previews for that. Everybody's take on two things. The Mandy Rose, Sonya Deville feud. Real quick. So who does... Uh... Who does Otis piss off in that one? <laughs> really, because who who's going to... I don't even want to see the match. I just want to see who's going to interfere in it. Honestly, I didn't know I didn't, cashing in. I didn't <laughs> even know this was a thing until, like, before we started. <laughs> the hair versus hair match? Yeah. I had no idea. You didn't know I... You didn't watch SmackDown? I unfortunately don't have the ability to because I don't I don't so got Hulu did, right now. He probably did but, the quick YouTube clips. Yeah, so I unfortunately didn't find out about it. I have an over the air DVR, so I'm lucky I can watch SmackDown. Um Sleazy, I'm sorry, my, my audio cut out for some reason if you said anything about the match. <laughs> That's it, just please. <laughs> I, I think it's a the, – the two of them are doing fine for what it is, but I could care less. It's a filler match. That's all it is. Right. I don't really care. The whole segment with – the one segment with Alexa Bliss's interview and then the Alexa Bliss, Braun Strowman, Fiend segment that happened at the end of the match – or at the end of the night. I don't like it, but I get it. 
You guys just triggered my Kindle. Oh, shut <laughs> Alexa. <laughs> Here it goes again. I gotta turn off the hands-free mode. Oh, boy. But, uh, yeah, it would, everybody's opinion on that going on so far, and it, if it's a, if it's a double turn. I don't care whose hair gets cut. I mean, it's just boring. Um, we're now talking about Bray Wyatt and Braun Strowman. I don't care whose hair gets cut. It's so boring. <laughs> it's the same match. <laughs> yep. So that means it's Braun already lost? I think part of the reason, and you brought this up earlier, and I think part of the reason why um, it was TV 14 this week um, was specifically because of that segment. Um, well, there's there's been rumors going around that they're going to be done with the PG era. Uh, I don't know if there's... That's always been talked about. But I think specifically when you have male-on-female violence, they tend to immediately shoot the rating up. Yeah, that's true, too. I can if see that, that. Okay, so when that does become, become a reality, how soon do we see Randy versus Charlotte? <laughs> okay, I'm not going to lie. If I could see Randy Orton punt, kick Charlotte's head off, clean off her shoulders... Um, I mean, I, I'd be I mean, okay. here, here's my 75 bucks to watch it on pay per view. <laughs> Agreed. <laughs> I, I'm waiting for um, the the big uh, who were they planning on doing this? It wasn't Charlotte, I think it was Nia Jax. They were planning on doing uh, versus Boxley before he left. Yeah, mm-hmm. though they actually did have a couple house matches when he fought her, but it really wasn't like a match. Like it got count, like it got a no contest, and he yeah, took, he took some heat for it and everything. But whatever, whatever. At the end of the day, that kind of stuff will eventually become normal. But until then, what we saw on Friday people are going to look at it and go, ah, I'm not sure the kids should be watching that. Well, okay. It... My point My point on that is, is that if you let your kids watch The Walking Dead, you can let your kids watch professional wrestling. Yes. But it goes back there's to what I said lot, about Vince and Money. There's a lot worse than wrestling out there. That is for sure. I know some yeah, but... Are... I know some parents that let their kids watch Game of Thrones. Oh, or parents who let their kids watch South Park. Okay, that's hey, not as bad as Game of Thrones. That, that mm-hmm. is not as bad as Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones is titties. We all like titties here. Then what is South Park then? South Park mm-hmm. is nothing but a bunch of fuck. It's fuck, 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 fuck. And South Park wasn't really even a shocker because everybody else was saying the damn word. Yeah. Like, it was, okay, it was cartoon kids saying swears. That lasted all of three seasons, and then they actually had to do some plots. They'd become one of the, well, for a while there. I'm not sure. 
I haven't watched an episode in South Park in maybe eight years, but at one point they were considered the uh, political compass of the U.S. Oh yeah, if anything politically is going on in the real world, they like when the whole election thing was going on, they had Mr. Mackey run for president because he thought it was a dumb idea. Mm-hmm. It'd be Mr. Garrison. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they had Mr. Garrison become Trump, which, quite honestly, was the best character arc in the fucking whole show. And and actually, didn't he want to go to Canada and fuck everybody in the ass? Yeah, he was, <laughs> he was going to fuck him out of the country or whatever. Yeah. It was weird. Yeah, let him start in Quebec. What? <laughs> <laughs> I was I was so confused by the end of that season that it just drove me in to watch more. It, it was like, why, why, why am I watching this? It's like an abuse bouts just staying there, taking the hits. It's like, I'm and then you got Rick rolled in one of the scenes. Yeah, but yeah, it, I don't know it, the whole. I don't know if it's a double turn or not. I don't know if Bronze still supposed to be the face. If Bray's supposed to be the anti-hero, like, I don't know what's going on with, I don't know what's going on with Alexa Bliss, character-wise, because it's like, I'm drawn to the fiend because it's like a moth to a flame. Okay, cool, so you're finally going to turn into Sister Abigail, which was rumored for five years. Like you said before, everybody changes when they come in contact with the fiend. Yeah. Like, every, yeah, literally. Bray, or, uh, Finn Balor turns heel. Miz turns heel, Brian turns face, Braun Strowman turns into the monster asshole, and then Alexa Bliss is—I don't—I don't know what to say about her for the change because it's like she's not a heel. Harley Quinn. Good analogy. I guess you could say that Harley, his Harley Quinn to his Joker. Yeah. It's becoming like the whole Harley Quinn thing. I think we talked about that like a week or two ago. I think we, yeah, I think we did. Gee, it's the whole Harley Quinn scenario. Oh boy! So the only person who's not afraid of the fiend is Goldberg. Yeah, because beat him in three minutes. Didn't want to take the loss like a cocksucker, and then his contract goes up like a bitch. I wish The Fiend would have oversold like Shawn Michaels. That would have been great. Right? (laughs) (laughs) So, with that, guys, before we head into the SummerSlam preview, we're going to have a word from... Today's podcast is sponsored by Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. First of all, it's free. Who Who doesn't want to do stuff for free? The creation tools... Uh, that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or your computer. How simple is that? Can't do anything better than that. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, and many, many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. That means you can have zero listeners and still be able to try to make money. That is so cool. It is everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app right now or go to anchor.fm to get started. And now, back to the podcast. Ad sponsor this week, uh, Anchor.fm. Welcome back to the show after the sponsorship read. 
We're going to preview SummerSlam for you guys. The five of us are going to take picks on who we think is going to win of these matches. And let's start off with something that nobody cares about, apparently. Sonya Deville versus Mandy Rose, hair versus hair. My pick, neither of them gets a shampoo commercial. WrestleMania 18 reference, love it. So we'll go in order. Andrew, who do you have and why? I'm going to go, and this is the easy pick here. I'm going to have to go with Mandy because this is just another spot to bury Sonya Deville. At this point, if you make Mandy bald, then you're going to creep out a lot of people every week on national TV. So Mandy Rose gets the win. Sonya's hair will look much shorter and maybe even bald. Okay. Sleazy. (laughs) Um, I, I'll do what I think is going to happen or what I want to happen and what I think is going to happen. What I want to happen is this match not even to happen. Um, what I think is going to happen is Sonya's going to lose, um, get frustrated, walk off. Otis is going to bring him, bring her back in. They shave her and then she becomes Rhea Ripley with shorter hair. Mm. I can see that. Good lord. Can't see that happening. God, that's a scary thought. Steve, your turn. Uh, I'll agree with Sleazy. I don't care if it happens or not. Uh, I'm just going to go Mandy Bulls, Bulls because I really don't care. And then Scott. Speculation here. Sonya loses. Shaves her head. And we get the start of a new straight edge society. Huh. Wouldn't be too upset with that. That'd be interesting. Who else would you ha- want but somebody who's going to be pissed off and ask picker and just yeah. get a group around her like that? Yeah. That'd be a, that'd be a good idea. Um, honestly, I see Sonya Deville winning this. Only because I can see them, like, making Mandy Rose, like, have a mom haircut and make, like, Otis, like, even more creepier. Oh, God. Cleaver, Beaver Cleavage or whatever again there from the... Something like that, yeah. Well, here's a thought for you. Didn't Mandy Rose already change her hair color and get a little bit of a haircut? She didn't change her hair color, but she did get a little bit of a haircut. But what I'm thinking is, is that they're going to... Like, give her, like, um, not like the real Ripley haircut, but like a, uh... Soccer mom. Yeah, like a soccer mom type haircut or something like that, and make her look like this. Make her look more, I hate to use this word, but make her more white trash type thing, and make her more relatable to, like, people that are like Otis. Here's a thought for you. What if they are fumbling for an ending to this whole story? Oh, without a doubt, they're not. They're fumbling for an ending. There's no doubt about that. Well, the problem was the ending was WrestleMania. That should have been the big moment, the big pop. And unfortunately, they didn't have anybody in their... The arena to do the big pop, so they're kind of stretching this out. 
And it's mm-hmm. actually kind of sad because that should have been that should have really been period, yeah. That should have been it. And exactly. It's, yeah. It's just terrible. Yeah, well, it's WWE going, hey, can we beat a dead horse for money? Yes, we can. That's our motto. Um, yeah, until the match. dead horse fights back. Yeah, right. Uh, the United States Championship match. Apollo Crews, the newly crowned undisputed United States champion versus MVP. Who do we have and why? Andrew, you're first. Okay. So... When I look at this match, I'm saying to myself, why are we having it again? Oh, that's right. Because we just want to bury MVP as a whole. So, sorry MVP. We don't want to see you anymore. Good riddance. Hurt business. Go to Raw Underground every week. And then run your own Underground Club. That's what you want to see. Not MVP dragging on about what he needs to be doing or what he should be doing. Let Apollo win, and then let the Hurt Business run Raw Underground. End of story. Okay. <laughs> Sleazy, your turn. Wow, that is some hot fire for a secondary championship featuring MVP, holy shit. Um, what I'd like to win, uh, like to see win, is Apollo Crews' quick five-minute extended squash and get him doing something completely different. What probably happen is MVP wins because I don't know Lashley interferes, and then <laughs> they take the U.S. title and they bring it to Raw Underground and make it the Raw Underground Championship. What is it with you and trying to take a title and making it a different title? Underground <laughs> Championship. Spoiler, <laughs> that's going to happen again on this card. Jesus Christ. Um, yeah, give me a second. Um, so... The next match is the Raw Tag Team Championships. Or no, hold on. I gotta get I gotta get Steve and Scott's opinion first. My bad. Scott, you you can go first here, buddy. Doesn't even make the main show. It's stuck on the pre show like every other US title defense. I can see that. Well with it being That's gonna MVP, happen. Yes, I can see that too. And who who here actually watches the pre show? I do actually. I haven't watched one since they invented it. <laughs> well, I have WWE Network, so might as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've been forced to sit through you. Uh Steve, who do you have and why? Um, I can honestly see yeah, like I heard already, they're gonna bury MVP. Because right, they're eventually probably gonna give it to Shelton Benjamin, I'm thinking. So they're just going to have Apollo win either way. Yeah, I'm going to have to agree with people that say Apollo because he, uh, he, he's just on a hot streak at this point. It's not just I think that... MVP is the better mouthpiece than anything right now? 
it's not just that. It's like I have more intrigue to watch Raw Underground if MVP was running the whole thing and you had Bobby Lashley and Sheldon Benjamin being the bouncers. Hey, you know what? I would tune in to see that too. Is it be very entertaining? It would be. And then MVP could be Raw Underground champion. He can come up with his own new belt. Lord, stop it with the Raw Underground Championship. Hey, I'm good with, I'm good at writing things. I'm good at making a lot of good professional wrestling storylines. That's not good though. Nobody needs the Raw Underground Championship. Bye-bye, Shane O'Mac. <laughs> Fuck that idea. That is such a that is such a horrible idea. And if it does come out and they make it look like a championship like UFC, I'm going to fucking scream. I won't. I'll actually say yay, my creation worked. WWE should hire me as a writer. <laughs> oh boy. And uh next next match. Raw Tag Team Championships. This will probably be on the pre-show. Definitely. Street, street Profit yeah. versus Andrade and Angel Garza. Can I go first here for this one? Sure. Go on ahead. Okay, so Andrade and Angel Garza there. Do you see both sides of Eddie Guerrero and these guys? Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So let's say um, they actually win. And all of a sudden, we get a tribute to Eddie Guerrero. No. That's no. The only way I see them keeping these two guys around is for that Latino bracket. Or you can just make them stars without having to do anything about their... Yeah, but Vince won't do that. Come on. Well, I mean, I understand that. But what I'm saying is, is that it's like... you you. The Eddie thing has been done and over with. They did it with Ray. Let it die with Ray. You know, bad choice of words on that, but still. Oh, that's the truth. Wow, this man has lost his eye to this business. Oh, you mean a fishing bobber? Ping pong ball? <laughs> Golf ball? You mean that horrible horror effect that they tried pulling off as a fucking eyeball? Yeah, what great shit, WWE. You made Seth Rollins force throw up for a nothing. Way to go. Oh, uh, he might have actually been sick. Come on. <laughs> no, he got the COVID. Yeah, he's <laughs> winner. <laughs> Fucking hell. Um, so you, you're Scott. You're saying Andrade and Angel Garza. Unfortunately, yeah, I do see him beating the street profit. Steve. I'm gonna go with um Street Profits. I just I don't know. I just I personally like the Street Profits better. Yeah, I uh I'll go with Street Profits myself. Sleazy. So look, so Andrade and Angel Garza win. If you fucking and take then take the raw underground, <laughs> I swear to fucking Christ, <laughs> and take the titles. <laughs> no, I I think the. I think you really need to put them on Angel and Andrade only because I think Dawkins and Ford's championship runs kind of its course. Um, yeah. They're, they're not, I hate saying it this way, but I think it's the truth. They're not the type of tag team that needs the titles to get over. So you shouldn't 
keep them on them? I understand that to a point. They, I think they did it, what was it, the week before Raw? Or uh, the week before WrestleMania or something to try to get yeah. a WrestleMania match out of it? Yeah. Yeah, so... There's also a way to, to push the uh, Owens-Rollins thing, too. Yeah, that's true, too. I really yeah. see Street Profits chasing the title as a better storyline yeah. than actually being champions. Faces cha- chasing titles is always a money-making proposition. Yeah. yeah. Andrew, your picks. Okay, I am going to go with the Street Profits. Honestly, what? why would you want to put the belt on Andrade and Garza? I understand they're just doing another storyline to fill a three-hour show, but I like the Street Profits. And if they lose to Andrade and Angel Garza, there's a problem there. Yeah, eight matches, so it it might still end at two and a half hours. It better. Oh no, this is this is SummerSlam. No, we're gonna go a full four. Um, four to five. Yep. Don't you put that evil on me, Ricky Bobby. <laughs> um, next match, which by the way is now deemed a street fight, Seth Rollins versus Dominic Mysterio in his WWE debut. How much interference are we allowed in this one? All of it. All of it. <laughs> Every last bit. Of it. Alistair Black comes in and smacks somebody. <laughs> Ray Mysterio's eyes magically gonna be better. Oh the, no, they'll take the other one out. Come on. No, they they gave they gave Ray an out for that. They said if all if his retina and his all the stuff that was holding on to his eye was still good, he'll still be able to see. Blah 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 blah. They Tell gave me. him a medical excuse to pretty much tell everybody to give him a middle finger. So here's what I think is gonna happen. Dominic Mysterio is going to win this match, use the uh, Singapore cane as his main weapon of choice, and then deem it the Singapore cane championship and take it to Raw Underground. Anybody having an aneurysm yet? Oh, boy. Trust me. I'm, this I'm is going to show a lot of stupidity right now. <laughs> No, to be honest, Dominic will win. Yeah. Um, my other my other question is is when is Becky due? December. Yeah, Becky's due in December. Exactly. Okay, so could could hypothetically could Seth be taking some time off to spend, you know, get the shit together for when baby's coming around? Not yet. They'd give him time around. They'll, they'll give him time off around either October or November, and then let him be off until Rumble. I mean, why not, though? I mean, he's is he truly needed? If I not, write him out. Okay, write him well, out. Here, no. Here's my question. You, you could have wrote him out fucking last month. And they never did it. Yeah. So, if they're not going to write him out then... What's well, stopping them from writing them out, period? 
the, the, there's no now there's no reason for him to be written out. Except for the fact that he wants to spend time with Becky. He does, yeah. But you you now also have to think in the way of Vince McMahon. Roman's gone. Yeah, Roman's gone for a while. Drew McIntyre is Diesel 2.0. Oh, I don't I don't agree with that. No, he's not Big Daddy Diesel. No. Okay, if you if you okay, he didn't tear his quad in five seconds. True, he can't <laughs> five seconds. But performance-wise, no, not Big Daddy Cold Diesel. The things that are happening with the company are remnants of Big Daddy Cold Diesel. As in, McIntyre is not a star. I don't think that's McIntyre's fault. It's not, and it's really not. He just, wrong place, wrong time. Wrong place, wrong time. If there was a crowd in there, it would be a whole different story. It's a whole different story. Agreed. But... To call him Diesel is... I I consider that not... I call him Diesel as in, like, what's going on with the company. I don't call him Diesel as a performer. Performance-wise, he's a cut above the rest. But with Roman being gone, Drew not being a draw, the Universal Championship is mid-card hell, and... Who do you have left for star power, Seth? Here's my my question: What are you drawing? Honestly, I'm more interested in this match than I am the Orton fucking McIntyre match. That's fine. I I, I appreciate that. But what's the draw? The draw is Seth Rollins being a scummy heel and probably going to turn Dominic on his father before fucking Survivor Series. Okay, Eddie. Um, the reality is that there doesn't need to be really a draw here. There doesn't need to be a draw on TV either. There doesn't need to be a draw for live shows because they're not happening. Well, not Ratings don't really matter right now. They do, they don't. They absolutely do not. They, they 100% do not. They don't matter in the sense of... How can I put this? They don't matter in the sense of who's watching it. They matter in the sense of if there's not enough there, ad uh, ad companies or ad uh, agencies will start pulling the guys, it from the, the guys show. who are buying commercial time won't buy commercial time. Right. The problem. Exactly. The problem with that is that there's already an issue with that. There's nothing that WWE is going to be able to change to stop ad agencies from leaving. Their ratings are irrelevant to the fact that we're still in a crisis where COVID is a problem. Right. You said it yourself. Look at the top. I'm just saying, look at the top performing um, things in the ratings. You said it yourself. A bunch of them are Fox News affiliate programs and all that bullshit. But what Raw can't drop. If you, you since the Attitude Era, we have lost ten million fans. That's an interesting number to drop from the Attitude Era, the hottest time of all time in terms of professional wrestling. It, well, and the I, Golden Age of Wrestling since the Golden Age of Wrestling, like the end of 
lost 20 million fans. Easily. Okay. I, th I think the problem that I'm trying to, to wrap around is the fact that you're saying that Rollins alone leaving would completely destroy the WWE. I wouldn't say destroy the WWE. I'm saying it would... It, the way Vince is thinking. Why write, why write my, my biggest star, theoretically, off TV when I need star power on my screen? He's not thinking that. I'm sure he's not thinking that. I bet you he's thinking that. I almost because, because I can tell you this for sure. Seth Rollins getting time off to recuperate and feel better so that when wrestling actually truly returns and starts doing house shows and 200 days a year, Seth Rollins is on those house shows. That's going to be a lot better. Well, here's the issue. I keep hearing that they want to bring back live shows in the fall. So, And that's not happening. There's no way that's happening. Oh, oh, it's fucking rumors. Way. It's rumors. Yeah. Hey, Sources say. With a pinch of salt. The rumor's true. They actually, miracle upon miracles, we get a vaccine or something and COVID's gone. We actually have live audience at a show. Now you got Roman back. You've got Seth doing all these shows. It will be in 2021. I'm guaranteeing it. It'll probably oh, be the, the Royal Rumble. It probably will be the Royal Rumble when we get a live audience. That Roman makes his return. Yeah. The re the reality is, and and forgive me for going down a completely non wrestling topic, but the reality is with the way the um, turnover is becoming with the COVID crisis, is that we will be at two thirds of the country to be infected by COVID by around March to April of next year. That's enough for herd immunity to start existing. The problem is that you're going to lose a lot of people's lives in that, between then and now. But a performance standpoint, from a sports standpoint, this isn't going to last that much longer past next spring. So you have to sit there and judge whether or not professional wrestling is going to take that risk. Vince probably will. Vince will probably oh, run a show or two, you know, before them. But I don't believe that he will shoot himself in the foot to the point of running house shows until all this is over. Everything is, yeah. Which I, I agree with that wholeheartedly. I would say, I would say summer 2021. Mm. I'd say before WrestleMania, if everything goes well, because there is a vaccine going out that will be mass-produced very quickly from England. But there's there's three of them now that yeah. are out there in third third stage testing and whatnot. And in three, I know, uh, the one company up here in Canada, Pfizer, signed a fifty some odd million dollar deal just to produce for Canada. So yeah, yeah it's. It's coming. It's just a question of when it comes and if it's if it's going to be effective enough to allow us to get back to normalcy. Well, I will say this. I'm just going to say this for the heck of it. Dominic wins. They got to build him up for the future. 
And for Rollins, I don't know what will happen. I really don't know what are they going to do. What is what if there is no more Monday Night Messiah? So I I am not. I have to have multiple people guide me here. But Dominic wins because it's his first match. Give the kid a break. His dad went through a rough time. So Dommy wins. Well, what happened? Okay. I'll, I'll counter that with what happens if Seth Rollins does end up finally turning Dominic to join his flock? Ray's never really been a bad guy, right? Ray has never been a heel in WWE. In WWE. He's been a heel in WCW, which was correct. Ever. Yeah, that was a long time ago. So nobody outside maybe us who are older fans or whatever remember that, right? So why not? Well, hey, dude, I'm in my 40s, so. I'm Um, mid-30s. So So you're thinking turn Ray heel and have him join Seth? No, have Dominic win, but Seth still turn, turn Dominic. And then we actually get a, a heel Mysterio in the modern era. I actually really like that. That wouldn't be a bad idea. And it would also it also tie into the whole storyline where Ray wants Dominic to take the mask from Ray. That's right. So that would work. Need some fleshing out, but I think it'd be really, really There's interesting a lot to do. Fleshing out with this. Especially with the way they got, they want to try to book shit. But mm-hmm. so, Andy said, Dominic Sleazy. Who do you have? Um, honestly, what they probably will do is have Dominic go over. Mm-hmm. Um, I honestly think that what they should do is have Dominic lose, but not be a part of the reason why he lost. That makes any sense? Yeah. I think it's it's going to be one of those screwy double turn style things that they're going to try with like Buddy Murphy or something. Right. Okay. Steve, who do you have and why? Um, I kind of want Dominic for the whole same reason. It's his first match. Um, I know the Kendo Stick's probably heavily going to be involved in the match. Oh, at some point, after I heard he set a record of getting most kendo stick shots in one night at 30. Did you see his body after that? Jesus Christ. Yeah, it was Burger. Um, yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, I could also see them having Seth win and then getting in the mind of Dominic and yeah, switching okay. him over. As long as we don't have another Dominic Mysterio on a pole type of match, I'm okay. That's the Dominic was probably the best storyline ever. Um, and Scott, who did you have? Dominic winning. Dominic winning? Okay. Yeah. So we're pretty uh, much all in agreement that Seth will not win that. No. You, you know what? Uh, I've heard people say that Seth is one of the safer hands to be working with. Oh, yeah, you have Nia Jax getting suspended because she's beating the shit out of people. That's right. Hey, hey, I don't want to hear about how Kyrie got hurt again. It's already hurt my heart so much. 
No, I just think Dominic going up against Seth is probably a good measuring stick of how much more training he needs. Oh, yeah, without a doubt. Without a shadow of a doubt, that's a great measuring stick. Mm. So the next two we're just going to lump together. It's going to be Raw Women's SmackDown Women's Asuka versus Sasha Banks and Bailey, respectively. Who do we have and why? I'm already going to call Asuka a champ champ. Asuka. Pokemon champ Asuka. Asuka two belts. Okay, so we, we're all in agreement that it's going to be Asuka. There, there, uh, there's, no, there's no way that... Well, I can see one of two things happening. Either they make it a triple threat match where both belts are on the line and two separate pinfalls. And Asuka gets both pinfalls, but pins the other to win the other's championship. So, like, she pinned Sasha to win Bailey's championship, and then she pinned Bailey to win Sasha's championship. And then get that feud hopefully fired back up. The Eurocontinental Championship. Pretty much. I'm still going with my theory that Sasha becomes the face and Bailey stays the heel. Again, that that dynamic should it, it would work. I understand why it would work, but at the same time, I don't want to see the match again. But then are we going to have Oscar versus Shayna Baszler at Raw Underground? You <laughs> go again with Raw Underground. Going I had to get Going back to where uh, uh, Becky, there won both belts at WrestleMania. Could this be the uh, payoff that Asuka gets? Or Asuka gets for not being in that match? I sure hope. So it would make sense. Here's what's um, going to happen. I, I, I mean this with all sincerity. Okay. Asuka is going to beat Bailey because Sasha gets involved and fucks up. Then Asuka is going to win against Sasha because Bailey. Gets involved and fucks up Put him around her waist. Call up Io Shirai, call up Mio Shirai, bring up the Triple Tails, get the tag team champions off of both of them, and then she'll have all the belts, and then she'll take them to Raw Underground. I like where this is going. I'm in. I like that. I was okay with everything until Raw Underground. Fuck. <laughs> one is ready for Asuka. So, okay, let me see if I get this straight. You want Oscar to win both belts and then, <laughs> and then have Io Shirai come up. Yes. And who was the other one? Mio. Mio is Io Shirai's sister. So Io, Mio, and Asuka in Japan were part of a uh, trio called Triple Tail. Interesting. And it's also interesting that you make that point because Apparent, and I don't know why this is happening, but the week after SummerSlam is payback. Which is yeah, I don't understand at all. Yeah, jeez. <laughs> Yo, dog, I heard you like special events. Yeah, right. So it's it's literally going to be the exact week after SummerSlam for some strange reason. They're doing that. I don't know why. It's completely idiotic. But they already have 
Bailey and Sasha defending the tag team championships on that show. Against? No one. Yet. Asuka and Io Shirai. That's why. But Io it's happening. Is- all Asians, all WWE. Where's Shinsuke Nakamura when you need him? Getting beat by Grand Kind of point out, WrestleMania 34 was a bad year for Asians. You think? Yeah. Oh, that's some good shit. You gotta get those Asians off that show. Why do we put them on the Royal Rumble thing? Nah, nah. Get rid of them. Ha. That's some good shit, pal. Universal Championship, the newly bald Braun Strowman versus the Fiend Bray Wyatt. And it is the Fiend that will fight Braun Strowman. Strowman, please just give it back to Strowman already. Stop burying him. Or back to Bray, I meant, sorry. Andrew, you say Strowman, why? Because, I mean, what what are they doing with the Fiend? I, I just don't get it. I really don't anymore. I just think that Strowman's Strowman's been the guy I want to see on Friday night. I understand there's a fascination for the fiend. I get that, but at some point, you gotta say enough is enough. Okay, Sleazy. I'm gonna say this. I've said this so many times; it's not even funny now. But the Fiend never needed either championship. Agreed. The Fiend's entire gimmick lives on itself. The fact that they didn't have Finn Balor bring the Demon versus the Fiend in Hell in a Cell was probably the biggest question mark of this entire era of the Fiend. Why didn't you do that? Especially when you're going to retcon... Finn back to Prince Balor. As for this match, why are we having another match? Why was this even a thing? Why are we doing this? Okay, so storyline-wise, Bray Wyatt himself fought Braun Strowman at Backlash for the Universal Championship. I thought it was non-title. No, no, no. That was at Backlash. Extreme Rules, the horror show, was the non-title match. That's right. Mm -hmm. So, he told, he, as Bray Wyatt, pronouns pal, Bray Wyatt told The Fiend, I can do this on my own, as Mr. Rogers Bray Wyatt, thinking that he could trick Braun Strowman into coming back as the Black Sheep. Thought it worked. It didn't. Okay, he went away for a month, and then it became The Miz and John Morrison versus Braun Strowman for the Universal Championship for reasons. And then uh, Bray Wyatt comes back on television and says, I brought him back, but not to him you're thinking of. And then Swamp Thing, Bray Wyatt comes out onto the field. Cool. So now he's brought that gimmick back. And during the show or during that match, he told Braun Strowman that I've been trapped in my body looking through eyes that I cannot control. Saying that the Fiend and Mr. Rogers Bray Wyatt has kept this Bray Wyatt down in his body. So that it will never, so that he could never come out again. 
because he said that in his first episode of the Firefly Funhouse that he would never turn into him again. Well, at the end of that match, when Braun Strowman got pulled into the swamp after the fake logo bullshit, um, you saw Bray Wyatt pop out for a second going, no, wait, I don't want to back, and comes back into the swamp, and then the Fiend pops out. So now the Fiend is pissed, wants Braun Strowman and the title. Because the Fiend puts a thought process to the title? Pretty much. So, with all due respect to the writing of this, and I assure you, Bray has had a lot of sick in this, okay? Oh, you fucking betcha. This, it boggles my mind that they've let this twist so many times. Now, and I hate saying this because it's not always true, but at the end of the day, you've got three major types of your audience. You've got kids who are certainly not following that line logic. They're just seeing the big bad man and the big scary clown dude. You've got the vast majority of that fabled 18 to 49 crowd, which a lot of them think that wrestling isn't exactly the most up-and-up thing in the world. Then you have the true marks of professional wrestling who think everything in this is real. Two out of three of those demographics are not following the story. And the ones that are following this... And the ones that are following this story are guys like you and I that are just looking at it going, what the fuck are you doing? For the most part, yeah. It, it, why Why are we it, doing this? It make The storyline, if, if you take out, which they should have, if you take out the Miz Morrison-Braun Strowman match from whatever pay-per-view that fucking was, you take that out, the storyline makes sense. He thought he could do it on his own, pulled back a monster that he thought that would definitely help win, and The Fiend pretty much went, no, fuck you, I'm doing this on my own. That's pretty much how that went. It, it's too much. It's just still too much. It's simple storytelling to a point, but at the same time, it's like you you really have to catch the detail. Like if, if the you... whole go on the whole swamp match is where people got lost. The storyline telling of it, even up to that point, made sense. Well, the story, the, the storyline part of it was when Bray was talking to Strowman. Everything else in between and after that was so far-fetched, it wasn't even funny. Let's have Braun Strowman hit Braun Strowman in the face with a shovel. Hey, okay. Luke Harper was on the compound. Okay. That's a joke he wasn't. Yeah. Yeah, Luke Harper and Eric Rowan were on the compound. You couldn't see their faces. Go figure. Um, Wonder why. Yeah. Brody Lee doesn't exist. Yeah, Brody Lee has no existence in this 
entire storyline. But the only part of it was the whole Ray monologue that made sense congruently with the story. After that, it was, hey, let's throw that rumor in there about Alexa Bliss being Sister Abigail. That fucking threw me through a loop. Why was that part of a thing? And then he puts him in a boat that goes away and comes back empty. And then he it's a dilapidated boat. Yeah, tries to kill him. But, Andrew, who do you have and why? It's This storyline is so fucked, it's not even funny. Well, I already went into the my reason, but, you know, again, why are we pushing the Fiend again? Why do we keep doing this? It's gone to a point where I've, I've lost interest. You know, I really don't care about it anymore. There's other things on SmackDown that I'd rather focus on than Braun Strowman trying to conquer the Fiend. It's enough. I want it to be done, and I want Strowman to find someone new to take on down the line. Okay, so what what would your answer be if this was Reigns? If this was Roman Reigns? Because this is, this is the storyline for Reigns. Oh, well, if this was Roman Reigns, you know who would win? The Fiend. Yeah. Yeah, the Fiend. You have to be the Fiend, because then... Here's the thing. They say the fiend changes you, right? Imagine, because yeah. I've heard I knew what the plan was pre-pandemic. They they had this big plan for Roman to walk into SummerSlam as the champion, and they were gonna bury Roman at SummerSlam and then make Roman change. So obviously, if this was Roman, I'd say the fiend wins. But you want to keep it on Strowman just to see new challengers. Just to see a new challenge. And then, I hate to say it, Bajamania 2021, Roman Reigns comes back and beats Braun Strowman. Yeah, I can see that. It's going to happen. I know it. This is so predictable. I know what's happening here. Yeah, it is somewhat predictable. Sleazy, who do you have? I don't even care. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm serious. I mean... This match doesn't even matter. It really doesn't. If Braun wins, great. If the Fiend wins, oh well. I mean, there, there's no reason why the title should be on the line. There's no reason why the match should happen in the first place. If they put the title on Ray again, it's just going to be another six months of stupidity. So I'm thinking that Braun's going to, you know, Hulk out of all this, and they give him a different uh, opponent, hopefully soon. There you go. Steve, who do you have and why? Uh, I'm, I don't know on this one either. I mean, at first I wanted Fiend, but then I wanted Braun, but after hearing like everybody, it's like I could right, Fiend really doesn't need the title. Right. I think Alexa Bliss is going to be involved in some way, shape, or form. Um, but honestly, I think Bray's going to win just for the simple fact of Alexa getting involved, distracting right. Braun. But other than that, I, I don't care. God, who do you have? I love that this podcast has just changed to 
Yeah, we will pick this guy. You know what? This match just fucking blows. Fuck both people involved. I don't want to do this anymore. <laughs> well, I got something a little different than you guys. It goes to a no contest. Reason? Somebody returns or comes up that we haven't seen in a while. So it ain't going to be Alexis. It ain't going to be anybody else. I think we might actually see the Demon King return in this one. You think Finn Balor's going to make a return? Why not? Why not a better... Why Why not? Well, here here's a good reasoning. He's probably going to be in that freaking ladder match and take over 30. Well, we've seen these guys pull double headers before. True. But if you, if you want to throw it to a new no contest, what would throw the fiend off? What would Probably throw like Ron off? A cash in for Mister Otis in the bank. Don't you fucking dare! Don't you fucking dare, Steve! I'm sorry, Otis is not cashing in. Actually, I like that. I like that thought. Yeah. No. No, Summer Slam. No, 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 no. no. Or then he's going to take the briefcase in at a buffet, and then he's going to take the raw underground. Thank you. Yes. Raw underground. Otis, the raw underground champion. No, Otis can take that damn briefcase and cash it in at some buffet somewhere. I'm going. I'm. Oh God. I regret this. Remember, remember, Cody. I'm the one that thought he was gonna come in on a fan boat in the swap. We match. both did. We both, yeah, we both said that. That with a referee, fucking cash that some bitch in, fucking pin Strowman, fucking takes the belt and runs. That would have been great. Right? That would have been the best ending to that show. Um, good lord. I'm going to take Fiend on this one just because I want to see him with the belt again. Um, I want to see that Fiend belt. That was that was pretty sick. Are you in that like $6,000 replica one? Oh, no, no. They dropped it. It's down to like 400 Oh. Cause nobody Is it now? Yeah. They, it's like down to like four or 450 I think. Yeah. I if, I were to bu- if I were to buy that from where I am, I'd probably have to pay six grand in uh, customs taxes for it. For twenty nine ninety nine, yeah, oh. shipping and handling and taxes for crossing the border. <laughs> That's insane. Yeah, and last but not least, Drew McIntyre versus the King of fucking Instagram and TikTok, Randy Orton. Okay, I, I kind of want to go first on this one. Oh, oh please do. I'm thinking Randy's gonna win because we're gonna see Edge come back at Rumble. To win the Rumble and have Orin Edge at Mania for the title. Okay, so let me see if I get this straight. What? Not oh in Hollywood, God. right? Yeah. So you you want Orton to win the championship for McIntyre? No. I mean, I don't want that to happen. I can see that happening. Just, just hear me out. You want Orton to win the championship for McIntyre? Let that. Let him chase it till whatever, and then. Have him hold it until Mania. But before the Mania match, we find out that Edge is going to make another surprise return at Rumble. Okay. Wins the damn thing. And then we have another 45 fucking minute match 
at WrestleMania. No, 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 no. You see, they've already had the greatest wrestling match ever. The WWE title match at WrestleMania will be an arm wrestling match. Because that's the logical place that they're going to end on. I thought they were just going to play Yahtzee like South Park did. I think that's in the rotation. <laughs> no, no, arm wrestling is logical because Randy's got a fucked shoulder and Edge has a fucked arm. There you go. And then an RKO out of nowhere. Yeah, by Beth Phoenix. Yeah, cause I, I'd love that. Okay. Um, let's, let's back it up here. Let's, let's go back to SummerSlam. Let's just go back to this year. Yeah. Oh, we're fantasy booking WrestleMania next year. Fuck it. I don't want to do that because I not tonight. <laughs> Maybe um, another episode. This yeah. this could be an episode where you just put the suicide hotline afterwards. <laughs> if you want to, if you want to go see more um, podcast information about uh, Universal Championship matches turning into. Raw Underground Championships. Go to uh, that wrestling podcast with Sleazy and the Fat Man. Yes, that is TheWrestlingShow.com. TheWrestlingShow.com, I'm sorry. Or you can find us at GearNetwork.com or anywhere where you can find your favorite podcasts. Well, I was going to say, regarding McIntyre, look, I think this has been a great year for McIntyre. Being honest, you know, I got to say... what parallel universe? Individually, McIntyre's had the best year. You gotta let him. You gotta let him continue holding the belt to at least Survivor Series. Honestly, I see Orton being a dick and just winning the championship. So you think Orton's gonna win? It's hard to tell. He punted fucking Flair. Flair's out of the company now. Punted Big Show. Oh, Flair may have COVID. Yeah. But, well, shocker, he's fucking 90 years old and a fossil. You honestly didn't think that was going to happen? The man survived an airplane crash. He's going to beat this. If he doesn't, whatever. But it's going to be a sad (laughs) thing if he dies. (laughs) It's a whole thing of he shouldn't have been there in the fucking think Ric Flair cares? He got money for the getting kicked in the head. He don't give a shit. You know well, Vince and Triple H are dusting off that playbook for when Flair does die, and you know it's only about 8 million pages thick. And that's probably in one chapter one. True enough. Yeah, somebody's gonna go to Randy Orton and says, he's not up in heaven, he's down there in hell. Payback for it, son of a bitch. Um... But no, I I can see him winning the championship. He he made a point. If he doesn't want to be there, why is he here? Why? He's going to be... I think he's going to be the guy to beat Flair's record. I don't think Cena... I think Cena's done. I think Cena's been done since 36. He's... this. Is, there's no way he's coming back. So I think Orton's the next logical step for someone to beat Flair's record. I don't, I don't think, think anyone's going to beat his record. I'll say, how about we just keep it at Flair's record and not have anybody beat it? Well, here's the thing: it's now it's not just Flair's record; it's Flair and Cena's record. True. Yeah. 
Yeah. So although now, to be fair, they don't. Even though technically he's a seven or sixteen time champ, technically he's not. He's like a twenty two time champ. Recognize like five title changes that exactly South Korea and fucking Germany, something like that when it was a yeah. interview, but whatever. It's all bullshit. The the record's bullshit no matter what. So does it really matter if it's broken? Not really. But if it But puts, I think people would rather see Orton break it than Cena. Here's here's my take on it. Somebody does have to beat McIntyre sooner or later. So Orton won't win now, but he will down the road. And at Mania, we're going to get that damn Cena versus Orton one last time. Uh, no. 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 That's not happening. Cena's done. He's, he's too and Cena's promoting his movie next year. So what would be the point? Okay, well, so The Rock, Rock hasn't promoted a movie by showing up at WrestleMania? Not just showing up at WrestleMania, but being the champion and showed up at WrestleMania. Yeah, that's never happened to anyone in the last 20 years. Hmm. Like David Arquette? Yeah, well, God. Vietnam flashbacks. Ain't it? <laughs> oh, boy. So, I say Orton. Sleazy, who do you have? I actually think Orton's the right call here. Um, as as much as I I just put over Drew earlier. Bitching about it. Yeah, well, I I just put over Drew and his title run. I think more money is to be made with Orton as champion. Drew um, chasing him. Yeah, I can see it. Yep. Honestly, you need to have at least one top champion as heel because you have Otis in the back. Oh shit, he can challenge it for either title. I yeah. forgot all about that. Fuck, he could cash in on this. I doubt so that's going to happen, Otis? but. Wait a minute. Otis can cash in for the WWE belt? Yeah. As well? Yeah. Yeah. He, he yeah, has a world title opportunity in that briefcase. What about. What about NXT? Just for curiosity. He probably could. Look, Nick, look, yeah. look what Charlotte did. Well, Charlotte used her Rumble win for oh, that, that's but right, that's right, yeah. yeah, but you get a the the Rumble win was a guaranteed title shot at WrestleMania, a world title title shot at WrestleMania, which also puts over the NXT Championship as a world title. Right. So that means that the briefcase could be used on Keith Lee and Kieran Cross. My God, no! Don't ruin the whole. I just, put that, I just put that shit in the universe. Motherfucker. Please don't let that... Don't put that evil on me, Ricky Bobby. I'm in! I'm in! And when the Karrion Cross loses to Otis and takes it to Raw Underground. Yes. I'm back in. Okay, here, here's, here's how that would work. You hear you you see Kieran Cross beat Keith Lee, and then you hear the heavy machinery music. Play. Oh God, no, no! And then, and then you just see Otis, or no, you see Tucker at the at the entrance ramp, and you see Otis beat Kieran over the fucking head with the briefcase. Not only 
will it put over Karrion Cross that he got screwed out of the title? It will put over, oh, I don't know, it might kill Karrion Cross, but Otis the biggest star in NXT since Keith Lee. You know, there's another piece of that puzzle that you're missing. I don't want to have it. You have Scarlett Bordeaux at ringside. You need somebody to neutralize Scarlett Bordeaux. Who better than Mandy Rose? Mandy. <laughs> Whatever. I, I, I put that in the universe and I regret it. I'm and Scarlett so can't work a match. Oh, yeah, she can. Jesus Christ. So I, Honestly, I don't think people would actually be watching her wrestle. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm a happily married man, but holy shit. Right. Sky, you're the only one that hasn't had a chance to voice your opinion on who you got and why. I've got Orton winning it, just for the simple fact. So are we all in agreement that Orton's going to win the championship, even though we all bitched about it and said no? Pretty much. Yep. Yep. Wow, we are definitely wrestling fans, motherfucker. We all said, no, Orton shouldn't win in Dread Magnus. Because I can't see anybody being worthy enough to beat McIntyre at this point. I agree Kevin Owens. Not worth it right now. Kevin Owens. You take that back. Kevin Owens. You take that back. I love the guy as a wrestler and everything, but I don't think right now he would benefit anybody without... Being a heavyweight champion, he is a former Universal Champion. I might add, had yeah, to take a job to fucking Goldberg. The fucking mid card title. What? You have it between Braun Strowman and Bray Wyatt, two people who have, who have been underutilized by the WWE constantly. He is the only. He's the longest reigning Universal Champion, only because of circumstance. And that is the only reason why he it took Goldberg to beat Kevin Owens. It took Goldberg to beat Bray Wyatt. It took Goldberg and Jericho to beat Owens. It took Goldberg's creative control card to beat Bray Wyatt because he wasn't badass and he wasn't going to lose to a monster that was make-believe. Just be glad we don't have Hulk Hogan in this day and age. That don't work for me, brother. <laughs> yeah, pretty much what he said, and then he lost the title. And then two days later, his contract was up. And he's now working on a new deal with the WWE. So, hmm, you literally stopped all momentum of The Fiend because Roman Reigns got... Smart and didn't want to infect his family. Okay, cool. So the WWE just pretty much shot themselves not only in the foot but both feet, the head, the heart, and the cock. WWE just basically uh, stood underneath where the uh, Moab was going to drop. Wait, 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 wait! How did WWE shoot themselves in the cock? It's a figure. I'm just saying that's how badly they fucked up. They they gave it. They gave the title to the guy who doesn't didn't really need that title shot or the title win. To be honest with you, they were trying to build 
Step yeah, but the or Goldberg 2.0, whichever way you look at it. But it's still the point that there was no need for him to win the title at all. Yeah, but Asuka's going to walk away with two belts at the end of the night. So everything's good. So, okay, we're okay with Goldberg winning the championship because Asuka's going to Duh! Obviously. We are I definitely agree. wrestling fans because that is a huge leap in fucking logic. But I agree with this math. <laughs> what the fuck? Is this math 2 plus 2 equals a train going 80 miles per hour up your ass? <laughs> no, I was thinking 2 plus 2 equals fish. That, that's I'm, I'm, I'm just throwing this out there. My wife's very Asian. I'm, I'm done here. <laughs> I'm done here. I, I, I don't know what to say to that, honestly. Um, okay, so we all have Orton. We all have Fiend. We all have Asuka. Uh, Except me. I went McIntyre. Okay, so one person went McIntyre. Uh, we're all in I favor of Don and Fiend going to a no contest. Well, they made Hell in a Cell go no contest two years in a row, so I can see. Um, it this the last three years have been the weirdest fucking booking in the ever. They're basically taking ideas out of a hat, throwing them at a wall, and seeing what sticks. Well, they have to. Yeah, at this point. and they're saying, "Let's recycle ideas." Yeah, well, it's about that time for them to start bringing back the attitude era. Then, if you think about it, pretty much, and it's time. It's time to wrap up the production. Oh, oh yeah. A beer. <laughs> we all do. And I don't drink. Um, so that's that that was our preview for SummerSlam. Holy shit, this has been the this is going to be the longest podcast I have produced. It's gonna have be fun editing. Oh yeah, editing is going to be joyous, you bastards. Um sorry. Sorry. <laughs> You're fine. Until I find um, it on I need to go full Canadian on this one. Sorry. <laughs> eh? Before we go, we always end the show with F. Kill. And this time we're going to do the three faces of Wyatt. Rogers, Swamp Thing, Fiend. Andy, you first. Okay. Uh, I'm going to be Fiend. You're, you're okay. gonna what? what? I'm sorry. What are we doing again? F. Mary Kill. Oh, the fiend. Okay. Um, I'm gonna say, uh, kill the fiend. Good luck. So then, who do you f? Who do you marry? You're gonna you gotta do this. Why? Okay. Okay. Um, I'd say fuck. It probably would be Shayna Baszler because the estrogen and the testosterone would be there. Okay, hold on. I said the the three faces of of Wyatt. The three faces of Wyatt. You have to fuck, marry, and kill either Rogers Wyatt, Swamp Thing Wyatt, and the Fiend Wyatt. Okay, I would kill the Fiend Wyatt. 
I think we got that on the record, right? Yes. Okay. Fuck would have to be the Firefly one. And uh, I guess the Mary one would have to be the Swamp Wyatt. Okay, Sleazy. Okay, the correct answer, obviously, is you're fucking the fiend. Because goddamn, that's going to be amazing. (laughs) You're killing Swamp Fiend Wyatt because he's useless, and you're marrying Mr. Rogers, obviously. It's easy to name Steve, your 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 chance. Well, I'm agreeing with kill the swamp thing, Wyatt. You, you fuck the fiend, because can you imagine hearing what me in? And... <laughs> <laughs> I completely missed the joke, too. That's the worst part. And I'm going to bury Mr. Rogers, because he's my neighbor. And Scott. Shoot Mr. Rogers. Fuck the fiend because he's gonna be my bitch anyways, and uh, I guess I'm gonna have to marry Bray. Eh? <laughs> oh boy! Now, okay, who who do you want in your bar fight to have your back? That's a good question. I can't trust the fiend. Yeah, but if he's your bitch, because you fucked him so good. I'm still, just because you fucked him doesn't mean he thinks you did a good job. Right. Well, hey. What the fuck? It might be the best night of your life, but it might not be his. <laughs> oh, trust me, man. I don't know. Maybe it's because I watched Shawsh- Shawshank Redemption the other night. I don't know. <laughs> well, guys. That's it for the podcast. We're going to end this long one right now. So you guys have a good night, good day, whenever you listen to the podcast. And, you know, just 